What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Why I Network, where we interview every job occupation A through Z from the trash man to the CEO and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Sue Elson now. Sue hasn't had a job since 1994 and is a self-proclaimed gigster, a.k.a. a person who uses technology to attract aligned gigs. Now, she says that there is a way to balance life and work, not a job, and it means building a network and building multiple sources of income. So Sue has a lot to share with us here today. So Sue. Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. All right, Sue, how are we feeling today? Sensational. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Now, Sue, I am real, 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 real excited to have you on the show today because I think we we interview every job and we ask them why they started doing what they're doing. But what about those people who don't want a job? and still want to make a living and do what they want. So I think we're going to have to ask the question that everybody has been waiting for. Drum roll, please. And that is why. Why, Sue? Why did you become a gigster? Yeah, great question. I think, well, first of all, I I started my career. I had 11 years with a bank Mm -hmm. and I moved interstate and I got a job, found out I was pregnant, got sacked when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that I was hot in demand immediately Mm -hmm. after. And I thought, this is crazy. I'm a breastfeeding mother and maybe by the time I'm 40, I won't be in demand. So I came to the conclusion that I had to keep learning and I had to keep being employable. Mm -hmm. And I eventually set up my first website in 2001, which is eons ago in the world of internet. And basically, I've just done everything online ever since. And I realized I spent three years reading books, do what you love, the money will follow, find your purpose in life, what color is your parachute? None of those gave me an answer. Mm -hmm. And what I ended up doing was creating a mind map, which was basically a decision-making framework, which would help me decide because nowadays you can do so many different things and anything that came my way, I put through that decision-making framework. And if it fitted, I would accept the gig. And if it didn't, I didn't accept the gig. And yeah, and I've learned to live on very little as well, Mm -hmm. because for me, lifestyle and having freedom and choice is way more important than security of income. I I just love being able to do what, what interests me. And you know, we love to hear an answer like that here on the YI Network. So, Sue, this next question should be a lot of fun to answer for you. What was the process like that brought you here? Right now, you are at the top of the totem pole. You're where everybody wants to be, but take us down to the bottom. Day one, step one. What was your process like? 
Well, as I said, I, I did this mind map exercise and I started with my non-negotiables. Mm -hmm. So these were things that no matter what I did, I had to have in my life. Mm -hmm. And then what I did is I brain dumped every other option I could possibly think of that I had both done or considered. And then the following day, I came back and circled the things that were most important to me. So that gave me a bit of a framework about deciding what to do. But one of the things that happened with my very first website is I got interviewed by a journalist and I was really surprised because my website was for people who've moved, Newcomers Network. And the problem was the journalist was only interested in me. And I thought, this is really weird. Like, mm. why are they not interested in what I'm trying to achieve here? And I realised that the world lives on stories about people. And it really is up to us to take full responsibility for everything that we do and have that message ready to go. Mm. And once you do that, a lot of things seem to fall into place. Mm. That said, if you've got emotional issues, um, it's really hard to manage that when you are out on your own. Like when you go to work, there's the routine, there's the people that you see on a regular basis, there's lots of things in place that makes life a little bit more manageable. But when you're a gigster, you don't have that framework, you don't have that routine, so it's actually not for everyone. And some people might think about doing it in the future, and if they are, I really encourage them to do it part-time as a side hustle kind of thing. And then when you really feel confident that you are secure enough emotionally and able to manage your money and budget, then away you go. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love that answer right there. And Sue, I know I just asked you to throw it back for us. But now mm. what I want from you to is to throw it back even further than that. What were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into what you're doing today? Yes. Well, I changed high schools at secondary level mm -hmm. and I went from a school that was really sports focused mm -hmm. to one that was really academically focused mm -hmm. and it was really tough. And my French that I did at the previous school was so bad. I had to get a tutor. Mm -hmm. But what it did is it inspired me to get straight A's by mm -hmm. the second last year of secondary school, which was really good. I mean, I burnt out afterwards and, you know, I didn't do so well in my final year, but I did pass. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's all you need. You don't have to be an A-grade student to be successful in life. Mm -hmm. And I think that that determination that I had, once mm -hmm. I, I made a decision and went for it, I think that was part of it. And another question that in the career development profession that we often ask people is what did you want to be when you left secondary school? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be a researcher. And if I think about what I'm doing now, a lot of it is research. So since my website went online in 2001, I have been attending between one and four educational activities every week of my life. So that's 21 years worth of additional education. So I'd finished my degree, my bachelor's degree, and I realised I could either implement what I've learned or keep studying. Now, the benefit of studying is you get a nice big green tick every time you hand in an assignment or you pass an exam. But out in the real world, you don't get that feedback. You either sink or swim kind of thing. So I realised it was much more important for me to... Um, actually implement what I learned, but also to remain of value 
to others and be able to share my value, I have to be kept up to date. So somebody else may have a PhD, but I've, you know, just kept on studying. And in 2016, I wrote three 80,000 word books in eight months. Now, a PhD is normally worth 80,000 words. So you figure it out. I did a lot of work, but it was a really great opportunity to bring together all the things I'd learned mm. over those years mm. and sort them into books. And that mm. process was fabulous too. So if anybody's thinking about writing, whether you sell millions of books or not, doesn't matter. The process of writing and distilling your thoughts is, is really cathartic and fabulous. Mm-mm-mm. I love that answer so, so, so much. And I'm happy that you, as a learner, got the opportunity to teach to turn around and write your own book. And I absolutely love that answer right there. Again, Sue has been given excellent, excellent, excellent advice. But now, Sue, here's what I want. What's an average day like for you today? (laughs) There is no average day, Kojo. Every day is completely different. Mm -hmm. I... I have to put everything in a diary because I never know what's going to be happening and I have to sort of write it down. So, yes, I do interviews, I do podcasts, I write articles, Mm -hmm. I have clients, I teach, Mm -hmm. I have other projects, I still have my social enterprises, I Mm -hmm. I have two, Newcomers Network and Camberwell Network, I run events, Mm -hmm. I I have regular clients that I do their marketing and social media for. So I have a combination of regular gigs Mm-hmm. and irregular gigs and I love the variety I love the diversity but as I said before it's not for the faint-hearted mm-hmm. and even on yesterday I was at another activity mm-hmm. to develop my resilience and my capacity mm-hmm. to perform at my best and it is a bit of a mind game when you're out there doing things independently. So I'm single as well. And so I don't have somebody to sort of chat with at night <laughs> whilst lying in bed and just do a brain dump of the day. Mm-hmm. So I have to process everything that happens in my life. Mm-hmm. And yes, I've got friends, but you, you know, you don't see them every day. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's required a really big level of resilience and making sure that I have the capacity to do these things. So Mm. I have to sleep, I have to eat well. Two years ago, I reduced most of the sugar in my diet. Mm. And that was amazing. Mm -hmm. I had to take coffee out because it was too much of a stimulant for me. My performance has probably increased 50% since I did those two things. So if you really want to give this a red hot go, you have to look at your whole self and bring your whole self to to whatever it is you're doing. Mm, 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 mm. I loved that answer so much. Again, self-improvement is the theme overall that she has been giving you during the first half of this interview, self-improvement. Make sure that you are always, always, always making sure that you are running at your absolute best. And I absolutely love that answer right there. Now, What do you enjoy the most about what you do? Oh, it would have to be the variety. Um, I had a dream one day, Kojo, where I imagined myself in an office and I had to stay there until the end of the day and go back the next day. And Mm -hmm. it was, I broke out in a sweat and I woke myself up. I was so horrified by this Mm -hmm. idea. So once you've had so much freedom as I have had, 
Mm -hmm. it's really difficult to go back and I work in sprints so I work for an hour or two hours or you know sometimes if I'm teaching it's all day but Mm -hmm. it's only for the day it's not for multiple days in a row Mm -hmm. and I find that having those breaks in between my peak performances Mm -hmm. really allows me to be 100% focused in those times so Mm -hmm. yeah it's really a case of you have to manage your time too I mean it would be very easy to be distracted and just watch movies all day or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I also need deadlines because if I don't have a deadline, sometimes I won't make it happen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so long as I understand myself enough, I, I can really do well and, and get the maximum benefit out of it. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And unfortunately, 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 the back end of that question is what do you enjoy the least? Well, you know, I often talk to people about the three things you need to have a good career Mm -hmm. and they are your values, Mm -hmm. both the value you provide and and what you believe ethically and morally and so on, Mm -hmm. your strengths, both natural and acquired, Mm -hmm. and also your context. So, for instance, if, if you have caring responsibilities, then that may reduce your options for a period of time. That's okay. For this context, you, you get by. So in terms of the strengths, I am naturally good at accounting and uh, my tax and all that sort of thing. I'm mm-hmm. naturally very good at it, but I hate it. So mm-hmm. one of the worst things for me is doing my invoices and doing my monthly accounts. <laughs> it's like I'm really good at it, but I really dislike it. Mm-mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is huge. That is the most common answer for that question. Everybody loves the craft, but hates that back end paperwork. So I absolutely mm-hmm. love that answer right there. Now, speaking of answers that I love, this next question, Sue, is my absolute favorite. And that is Do you think? that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? Look, I am so grateful for my education. Mm -hmm. And the best thing I got out of my education was the teachers who believed in me. And I'm sure every one of your listeners has a teacher that believed in them. So I think whenever we face difficulties in life, that's what we should think about, the people who believed in us. And quite often the first people outside of our family that do that are our teachers. And so that's what I'd say is the best. Now, when I was in recruitment for the first bank in Australia, Westpac, we actually, I I was responsible for assessing applicants for the graduate program. Now, grades were a component of our assessment and people were expected to pass, but they were not the main criteria for selection into the graduate program. Mm -hmm. We looked at other interests they were involved in. Did they have leadership positions? Were they in team sports? Were they in individual sports? Did they participate in the community? Did they do voluntary work? Mm -hmm. There were many, many different criteria that we used to assess them. And, yes, I think you should make the effort to pass, But I think becoming a well-rounded individual that is willing to learn, willing to try, willing to apologise, willing to say thank you, willing to say please, all of these things are far more important than than grades alone. But, Mm. I mean, 
I don't think you should just slack off and say, oh, grades don't matter. That's mm-hmm. that's not what this is about because there's a personal sense of achievement if you get good grades mm-hmm. as well. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I love that answer. I love that answer. I love that answer. And you know, I would not have asked you that question if I did not agree with that answer mm-hmm. right there. I absolutely loved that answer. Now, I'm going to break down this next question just because I feel that this word gets tossed around a little willy nilly. And that is, Mm. what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What is your devotion? Mm. I love it when I feel as if somebody gets something and they feel that they can move forward in their Mm. life. So the main reason I set up Newcomers Network was because I'm an Australian, I speak English, I'm white. I assumed that moving interstate would not be that difficult. And the fact that it was was really upsetting to me because there's many other people who come from all over the world and look very different to me and they didn't seem to have as much difficulty as as I did. I mean, it did coincide with a lot of other things. So when I did this research project, I ended up developing seven best settlement strategies to help people adjust to their new life in their new location. Mm -hmm. And those strategies apply for anybody moving to any location. Mm -hmm. And the number one strategy that I recommend for anyone is to (laughs) find friends. Mm -hmm. Now, when you tell people that the reason you do stuff is to help people find friends, they think you're a little bit loopy. Um, But... You know, the other ones include asking questions, start or continue a hobby or interest, expect it to be challenging, develop new routines and rituals. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all sorts of, and, and find the local information. Mm-hmm. But I love giving people strategies that empower them to proceed with their life. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not about, you know, me. It's more about how can I help the other person succeed in the way they're trying to achieve it. So if, if I have a really big toolkit and I listen really well to my client or my student or whoever it is I'm engaged with and I can pull from that toolkit something that would be relevant for them and I see the light go off in them, I'm super excited. And the other thing is, as you mentioned in the introduction, having a network is the key to a successful life. So as a matter of course, everyone I meet, I connect with on LinkedIn, which is my favourite social media platform. But what will happen is eight years, 10 years, five years, two years later, somebody will reconnect with me and share something that they found of value or want to work with me or, you know, make a, a fabulous comment on one of my posts. And it's really rewarding to see that something I did had an impact. So it's it's lots of little things. But if I was here to get that recognition, it absolutely wouldn't work because so often people succeed at something and they don't think to go back to the person who told them or, you know, gave them that advice. So you, mm-hmm. you can't expect a return on that investment, but I can see it in their face or their eyes or their tone or or whatever. So just as one example, uh, somebody came along to one of my newcomers network events who was a newcomer from overseas. Mm-hmm. 
and really appreciated the advice I gave him on finding work. So he got a job and then he decided he would set up a business. And then when he got to the point where he needed staff, he mm -hmm. came back to me and he said, I would like to help a newcomer get a job. Is there somebody you can recommend work for me? Mm -hmm. So just out of a short session, I had given him the tools to not only succeed in his own life, but then to be able to pay it forward in somebody else's life as mm -hmm. well. So when you know that what you're doing provides those opportunities seen and unseen, um, yeah, it makes you feel like your life's been worthwhile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that answer yet again, 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 and again. Sue has been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long. But sadly, we are down to that last question. And that is, if there was one, just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now, who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would that be? Be courageous. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid of your mistakes because, you know, they're what you learn from. Uh, you have to develop a fairly thick skin because mm -hmm. a lot of people will criticise you. I, I would say the first 15 years of doing this, everybody told me just go out and get a real job. Mm -hmm. um, it's safer, it's more secure, you would have financial security. So many people told me that. Um, but I was managing and I've managed on very little. You have to develop wealth strategies. So they say that the rich people... Um, save 90% of their income and spend 10%, you know, like the, the whole way around is, is completely different. But um, I, I worked with an actor once and he said the reason he was still employed as an actor was every time he earned money, he saved it so that when he wasn't earning money, he could still eat. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things, if you have this uncertainty of in, uh, cash flow, mm -hmm. you have to be prepared to live within your means and that doesn't mean you don't go out it just means that you buy a cheaper drink or you don't have a three-course meal but mm -hmm. you still go out or you go to the cinema when it's cheaper or mm -hmm. you know you still do all these things but you just look for the the, the different version and as a result of that you actually appreciate everything you have so much more and when you know that your values are aligned and everything you do every day is congruent with what you believe in, what your strengths are, what your important things in life are, your context, then you get this tremendous sense of empowerment and freedom. And, yeah, but as I said, it's not for the faint-hearted. Some people, yep, get a job, do it. That's fine, you know, no criticism of that person. But if you're going to be a gigster and you're going to use tech, You've got to be on top of tech and you've got to be willing to learn. You've got to keep yourself up to date. And, if, you know, if you're prepared to do all those sort of things and you love learning, then the sky's kind of the limit. Mm, 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 mm. I love, loved, loved, loved that answer right there. And again, Sue has answered these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long but Sue, before I let you go, I'm going to need one more thing from you. I'm just going to need one more thing. And Sue, mm -hmm. I don't care 
if it's your website. I don't care if it's your social media links. I don't even care if it's your books. Something that I can leave down in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours. Please promote and shout it out now. Um, yep, yeah, you can just go to suelson.com or you can Google me. Um, there's plenty of information online. I've got loads of content on my website under publications, presentations, podcasts. There's heaps of stuff there. It's all free and online. So people are welcome to, to check any of that out at any time. And also welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. If you do, please mention you found me from this podcast. And yeah, all good. I'm happy to answer quick questions directly. And hit that link below. Hit that link below. This is called the YI Network for a reason because people like Sue come out and actually directly share her contact information so that you can reach out to her and get that good information that you need in order to step into that next level of life that you are looking for. And again, Sue has been an excellent, excellent, excellent podcast guest, all interview long. And we must thank her one more time before we go. But folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Sue helped you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap. If you like today's episode, make sure to follow the Y Network on Instagram for daily quotes from your favorite episodes and more. And if today's podcast helped you in any type of way, Make sure not to thank me, but thank God. God put me on the right track at the right time to provide you guys with this content through me. And I pray that this episode helps you align with your purpose so that you too may help others. So stay blessed and stay safe. And until next time, guys. What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role. And I play my position You talking too much Please learn how to listen I never give up, I'm not quitting I'm persistent